Educational. That's the name of the company, but it was Lupino Lane, not Fatty Arbuckle, who's the star. Look, the dude. In 1926, they say the dude. The dude, yeah. The Lupino's the dude. The dude. Yep. So when does Fatty Arbuckle show up? He doesn't. He can't. He's been publicly disgraced. You want to go ahead and tell me why he was... By the way, her name was Rappé. It's pronounced Rappé. Rappé. Yeah, okay. This is directed by William Goodrich, not Roscoe Fatty Arbuckle. It was written by William Goodrich, not Fatty Arbuckle. And it was starring Lupino Lane, not Fatty Arbuckle. Wait a minute, he just used a pseudonym and showed up in a movie? He didn't show up, no. You see, okay, there's a whole story, and it's really impressive, and I hope we get to it. But what happened, which was tragic, was um, at age 32, no, sorry, at age 34 on Labor Day, you see, he had this movie called Crazy to Marry, like as in to get married with him. Yeah. Crazy to Marry, and they they were it was a big blockbuster, and they were having a party. Um, now, look, he wasn't a party guy like a Jim John Belushi. You know, they threw him a party. Congratulations! Uh, and there was lots of drinking. Um, it was in San Francisco at the St. Francis Hotel. Sure, they got absolutely. it for a three-day weekend. By the end of the week, he was arrested. Um, he was in San Francisco Hall of Justice on felony roll, hel- row, held without bail in the slaying of 25-year-old actress named Virginia Rapp. Rappé. 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 Rappé had accused Arbuckle of raping her prior to passing away, but Rappé had a history of accusing men of rape. Um, Roscoe uh. and his friends, Lowell Sherman... Fred Fishback drove to San Francisco. They checked into the St. Francis Hotel through a party, which was crashed by the starlet named Virginia Rape, who fell seriously ill and died three days later of a ruptured bladder. I'm not yeah. sure they said you murdered her. Well, no. So the thing was, like, I, I had read a novel, a novel, a nonfiction book about this, too, because he, they drove up from Los Angeles in, like, a customized car with a bar. Yep. You know, and it was just like big party time, but they don't know exactly what happened. I mean, they do know there was something shoved up her. Shoved you know, gross. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, the story is that it was like an ice tongue. So, ruptured bladder. Oh my God, that's awful. Yeah. No, this is, yeah. And she died from it. Oh my God. I think she died. Now, this guy was like a genteel person. He wasn't like, well, I don't know him, right? All right. was what I read. The newspapers led by William Randolph Hearst used this incident to generate Hollywood's first major scandal. Crazy to Mary was quickly pulled from the theaters. The nation outraged to discover the off-screen lies of Hollywood stars. Blah, 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 blah. A mysterious woman named Maude Delmont, witness for the prosecution never called to testify because police and prosecutors knew her story would not hold up on the stand according to this author yet what she had to say would be more than enough to ruin our buckle's career uh tried not once but three times on criminal charges 
two hung juries and the third one did not guilty and they wrote him a personal letter of sympathy and apology accepted as a treasured memento from Paul's now this guy discovered Buster Keaton this guy was the guy who brought Buster Keaton to the screen yeah Fatty Arbuckle yeah you know Fatty Arbuckle there was a movie and I can't find it on YouTube because it was called Hollywood he made a cameo after <clears throat> after this controversy like he's it's an unbilled like he plays himself he shows up and, and uh-huh. uh but I can't find it anywhere because you type in Hollywood 19, you know, whatever, and you're not yeah. going to get a movie title. So you're going to get like a weird dateline. Well, I guess the thing to do is go to Google and then do that images or videos. You might get luckier. If you right. That's a good that idea. Picture. Okay. So he got a telegram saying from his parents, uh, we're cutting you off. And he, you know, he just got off the phone with his girlfriend with the rich dad. Come over to my house, you know, fiance tonight. He wants to impress the father for dinner, you see. And right. now he's got no money. And the guy just came up and said, Look, you are three months behind on your rent. You gotta get out. Three Everybody, months of rent. Yeah. Not again. So they're taking all the furniture. You're moving now. They're putting it out. Onto the street. So this was written and directed by Fatty Arbuckle using a pseudonym. Yes, exactly. Uh, directed? Hmm, I think no, probably, but written. Yes. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay, let me tell you about him, right? Uh, eight, 16 pounds at birth. What? He was the baby of nine children. Uh, they moved to California when he was one. At age eight... He was on stage, acrobat, singer, clown. At 17, he got his like first pro gig singing illustrated songs for, you know, San Jose, California, 1750 a week. Traveled through China and Japan with blah, blah, blah. At age 26, he started working for the Keystone Film Studio, 40 bucks a week. It was a big deal. Um, he never starred or featured, but he was in hundreds of things most of the time. Keystone cop, but he played right. different parts. You know, he worked with uh, Charles, uh, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, I've seen those, and I've seen the shorts too. Have you ever seen this stuff? No, nope. not really. Good. He's funny. Yeah, you know, he's funny. He has a kind of a self-contained like response. It's he's another boy. Like he has that kind of wistful smile, but uh, he's kind of pleased with himself sometimes. Like to the camera, it's funny. Yeah, uh-huh. it's funny. You know, is good. this is this. You know, really dangerous. Well, I don't know why the policeman can't look up. So sometimes they do the thing where you cut half the film, you cover it, and then so it doesn't get exposed. But look, it dips into the background. Is it a movie running in the background on a big screen? And they then rear projected. They did that in that uh, Laurel and Hardy movie, Stan and Ollie, that I was telling you about. I should mention. I forgot to even mention Harry Langdon was in this. Uh, was uh, Stan's replacement? Oh, that's right. For yeah. uh, it kind of was the other way around. The like, other way around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, and it was in the movie, and they had an actor play him, and that's where I first really saw who Harry Langdon was. But uh, you know, yeah. So there's one film where uh, it's uh, I guess the big guy and then him, and then he he wrote like a bunch of their movies with him. 
towards the end of his career. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, I forgot he to mention that with the rope. I, I've seen this, but I missed that movie. Yeah, that's he did. the daughter and the father, and we're just getting the pressure. Okay, so up, oh, it's the telephone. He's out. He's hung on the wire right now. <laughs> so, did uh, you know you're on top of a piano? I know, but if you hum a few bars, very good. Um, at 27, he began directing one reels. Uh, at 28, he was up to two reels, which means he needed to be sustain his humor, and he could. Um, and then it lists a bunch of films you never heard before, but they're always fatties, fatty and <laughs> fatty's reckless fling, fatty at the beach. Right. That's what I've seen. I've seen like, you know, fatty orders a sandwich or, right. you know, fatty. They did this uh, one about the World's Fair in San Francisco. So they really went to the World's Fair. Keystone made them do it because it would be like, you know, real cheap. It would look like they were. Yeah. They get a crowd. crowd there. Yeah. So this Keystone, like he, Fatty Arbuckle always thought in his heart that Keystone doesn't think I'm funny. He doesn't think I'm funny. What do I got to do? <laughs> but. At age 30, he made a deal with the devil. At age 30, he formed a partnership with Joseph M. Shank, the guy who took Fatty Arbuckle. Uh, took yeah, uh, oh, Shanick. Yeah, Shanick. Shanick, that schmuck. Um, he was, okay, one of one of his, the wives was in that Seven Chances. They formed a company called Comique, and the films that Roscoe made were released through famous on a percentage basis, he was making over a thousand a week. That was a rich guy in his days. Yeah, he sure. Company, he had complete control, and he hired a guy he met in New York, Buster Keaton. Keaton would film star would film career would start with Roscoe's The Butcher Boy, nineteen seventeen. Um, at age thirty-two, they asked him to move from two reels to full-length features. Uh, and he was successful. He was kicking ass. So at 34, that's when he got accused of, uh, that's when he had to go to trial. That's when he became a newspaper, you know. So anyway, he got, he, he, they said, you're not guilty. And he changed his name to Goodrich because Buster Keaton said he should be, uh, will be good. And and Arbuckle just changed it to Will Goodrich. I don't know. He 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 was a comedy director for Al St. John, Buster Keaton, and others with this pseudo name. And so in 32, he was gonna be an actor again at age 45 in 1932. He was gonna appear in his first comics. He did like uh, six shorts for them, but at the age of 46, he had a heart attack. And that was it. He was going to come back. Oh, that's crazy. Well, what would he do by that point? Well, it was talkies. It was a whole new world. Right. He Well, I guess he... Uh, I'm trying he to think if I've ever seen one of his... six shorts for them, and they were like, okay, make movies for us. He was going to do full-length movies. Who right. knows what Fatty Arbuckle would have given us? It's true. I mean, I could see him as a radio personality. You know, the radio shows. The Fatty Arbuckle show. Yeah. Now, this is good in everything because it's like, I don't know how dangerous it is what he's doing right now. I mean, nobody's driving the car. I know. Yeah, a lot of these stunts are uh, pretty impressive for a guy like when he was moving the piano around the house. 
Look how high he was up on the chair. Now look, this guy's got no home. They're just driving to drive. So he's like, why stop here, you you dummies? Well, of course. Hey uh, there. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. Will you be quiet, train? I'm looking for the driver. Did he was a driver under the hood? Did he find the driver under the hood? No, no. He did now, look. Did he check under the hood? General. But don't worry, yeah. he's safe. He's safe. Oh, Carl, this is I can't watch. It's so he's bad the quality. Not the, He'll be fine. I can't watch. Whoa. It's the quality. I, I'm sure he's fine. What luck! Oh, phew! Wah, 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 wah. Here comes the punchline. Kazam! Whoa! How dangerous was that? Damn you, Batman! One take. Yeah, that's crazy. Perfect timing, too. They had to wait for the train to come. Now what's he going to do? He doesn't what have train will allow that? He doesn't... Well, no train will allow it. I mean, it's against the law. As a matter of fact, he could sue them. No, but I'm saying for the movie production, they're like, hey, do you mind back in 1926? <laughs> it, it wasn't that common for... Uh, right, right. ...trains to run through uh, cars for movies. They didn't hire the train. They just knew the train was coming, and they probably gave a heads up. It so the guy is like, "Don't fucking sue us." Here's a check for a thirty grand. Wow. Yeah. Don't consult the lawyer. Just give the check. Then don't worry. It won't bounce. <laughs> Here's my check. It won't bounce. Well, don't back worry. in that day, what he's gonna do is he's not going to the bank. He's gonna go to this store and say. I endorse to you this check. And that that was how it worked back then, you know? So he would get $30,000 worth of furniture. Wait a minute. 20000 20000 So at least he buys the furniture, right? So mm -hmm. the store the cashes the check, but it's worth it for them because they, yeah, there he goes. Look at Fatty's direction. Get everyone in there. Hire me some men. I have the money. I've got 20 grand. Think of the typewriter song while they do this. <laughs> now watch who comes through the door. Ding dong. Oh, oh hello. Oh, heiress to a fortune. Mm. Oh, but where's his piano? I missed that thing. Yeah, that thing's dead. Oh. He was funny playing uh, solitaire in the bathtub. Yeah, that was funny. Floating. Yeah. I, I'm going to try that. I'm a very impressionable young kid. <laughs> hey, it worked out. Educational film exchange where laughter is. What was it? They had a weird okay, motto, too. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have just watched two movies that are now in the public domain. Yeah. Uh, Fool's Luck. Uh, lucky fool that he was able to <laughs> make it in time. And of course, uh, Harry Langdon. Fools, you're in luck. You're in luck. Uh, and of course, we started off with Harry Langdon. I got to stop to keep playing. It was ho, movies. ho, ho, right? It was tramp, tramp, tramp. Oh, tramp, tramp, tramp. Okay. Can I tell you something funny? Is that I uh, I did look on IMDb. There was a short called Tramp, 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 where a guy lets homeless people into his house oh, in the 40s. But I'm like, it's a pun on that Civil War song. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. We we will be back next week. We will have a movie lined up for you. Uh, we'll let you. You'll you'll find out. Check it. How how can I find out about our movie? Check. Be join us on Facebook. 
yeah sign up for let's watch a full night movie on youtube carl posts the uh the the information the graphic yeah and then also check us out on lwaflmoyt on youtube carl has been posting them uh every week uh our episodes synced up with the movies you can watch the visual and listen to it without doing it yourself that's on lwaflmoyt youtube channel Oh, as always, we love Muni Radio. Thank you so much for letting us host. Thank you, audience, for joining us. Carl, great job, huh? Thank what you. What did you think of me as a researcher? Pretty I thought lame, you were right? great. I thought you were terrific. You knew the whole backstory about his ascendancy, just like I did with Arbuckle. Perfect. Right. But he's a guy that I, I'm not familiar with, and now I, I want to. So for me, this was just an initial maiden voyage. Yeah, so I didn't, I kind of, book, yeah. So I, I definitely look them up if you're bored and you have one of those uh, search engines on your little. Uh, Harry Langdon. Yeah, Harry Langdon. You'll you'll have to see tons of crap he does. They're all on Tubi, your streaming service. So we'll be back next week with a new movie. So please uh, keep subscribe, stay in tune, tell your friends, iTunes, all that smashing. Like uh, Carl, thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. Bye. All right, see we'll be back. Bye. Bye. See you, audience.
Distinguished guests, welcome to LWAFLMYT. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Welcome, stinky guests. Welcome, 2022. I almost, I was singing the theme song. Did you hear that? The no, name of the title. I said, let's watch a. Let's watch a oh, full length movie yeah. on From your catchy theme song. Mike. We are. Oh, please say my name. No problem. Uh, We are on Mutiny Radio right now, as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mutiny Radio, it's an internet radio. Uh, There was pirates, and there was a mutiny, and then it's internet radio. So go to mutinyradio.fm, and you'll find us. We'll find many other shows. You can live stream what's broadcasting, and there's a donation button. You could go to Patreon. Or we like to go to Venmo and donate money at Mutiny Radio. There's a reason why we're here every week. You want to listen to us as a podcast? Well, that acronym up front is what you search for, LWF. Oh, Carl, do it for me. <laughs> L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. I like that theme song. Too. Oh, my favorite was the original, too. Let's watch. <laughs> By the way, uh, you can go to my newly revived LuggageTuesdays.com website, and if you scroll down six sites, you'll see uh, six uh, posts. You'll see all of uh, Carl's songs on SoundCloud. Uh, which, yeah, actually, I'm, uh, if you go to SoundCloud at Spiegelmania, I have all of Carl's songs. Is that great, Carl? You did the hard work, and I just posted them on SoundCloud with my name on them. It says Carl on it. I said Carl. People be like, "Oh, right, Carl." Oh, the from New Jersey, right? Right. Yeah. Well, we are. Uh, so that's. I would also recommend going to our YouTube channel at L W A F L M O Y T. Super it. strong. So, as you could tell from the acronym and the title of our catchy sing songish uh, podcast title, we are going to watch a full length movie on YouTube in its entirety in real time with you as you watch it and listen to our podcast. Carl, what is the movie we're watching this week? This week, we will watch Wild in the Streets, 1968. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Wild in the Streets, 1968. The channel we like is weird, okay? It's, but it's, <laughs> Carl. it's Anselmo Oimira. Anselmo oh. Oimira. So if you find a channel that looks resembles that, you're at the right place. Well, we want you to go ahead and do it. You'll find it the moment you type in Wild in the Streets, 1968. And once you find it with uh, uh, that channel, which I don't have in front of me, uh, go ahead and click the link, hit pause. And Selma Oimira. Move the uh, timer bar to the left and just hit wait for our countdown. Now, <laughs> it's a lot of work, right? But we're going to give you some time because our celebrity comedian countdown is coming right up with a great comedian that Carl knows from the great state, the garden <laughs> state. Yes. New Jersey, uh, Chris Cuomo's own. Will you please? No, not Chris Cuomo. The other guy. Remember when we saw the other guy, when he, he, he uh, said he was not going to run for president and we're like, right. now he's going to say Trump's an ass. He's like, I'm, I'm behind Trump. And we're like, what? <laughs> we're at diner. All right. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, here's Carl with our comedian celebrity countdown to get us ready for the movie and meet a comic from New Jersey. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Chris Monty. Welcome, Chris. 
Thank you so much. What a, thank you. Everybody sit down. I thank you for standing ovation. Now, we first met at Scotty's Pub in Comedy Cove, and we're going back a ways. You were just there uh, in December. I love that little club, and I think you do, too. I do actually know. I actually know Gene and L'Oreal, the uh, the owners of the restaurant and club. I know them for many years before the Comedy Cove existed. I met them uh, down in Wildwood, New Jersey, uh -huh. uh, probably 20 years ago. They used to come down on a vacation, and for some reason, they always came down the week I was working this little club called the Casbah Comedy Club down in Wildwood. Uh -huh. And every year they'd stop and have a drink after the show with me and say they they love seeing me. And then a couple years later. Um, Gene reached out to me and said, hey, we're opening a, a comedy club at, at the restaurant, and we'd love to have you. And I think I was one of the first uh, comedians that he had hired when he when he just started that club. Absolutely. Who knew he'd become a booker? You didn't know who you were drinking with at the time. You had no idea. You know, one night it could be a booker. One night it could be, you know, your next wife. You never know. <laughs> That's right. Now, we both love that club, and we are working on a pilot together called Life's Laugh Lessons about a comedy class. And we did a lot of shooting there at Scotty's. And I think it's because it really feels like a comedy club. Your picture's on the wall there. Yes, that's, well, that only lowers the property value. But <laughs> um, yes, um, we, we it does feel like a club. It, it yeah. absolutely feels like a club. Um, and we did do a lot of shooting and, and hopefully uh, within the next uh, few months, that project is gonna be launched off the ground and, and we'll be talking about that on your show and, and, and other places, many other places, because uh, I think it's gonna be a great project. Yeah, me too. And it's all about getting on TV, which you are no stranger to. You've been all over TV. Uh, let's see, Vinyl. Vinyl was on HBO. And I think that was a pretty big deal. Uh, tell me about that. There's Scorsese's involved. Jagger's involved. Like yeah, Martin Scorsese, uh, Mick Jagger produced it. The show, show is about the rock and roll industry um, on the record company side of the rock and roll industry. Mm -hmm. uh, it took place in 1973, which was where the show took place. Um, Bobby Cannavale was the star. Ray Romano was on the show. Yeah. Um, there was there was so many stars. It, if you if you just Google it, you know, vinyl. Uh, it lasted one season, unfortunately, and um, which has been the <laughs> the crutch of my career in acting. It's like everything I get on has been canceled, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like right after I get on it. Um, but <laughs> I it was the perfect it, guy to do a pilot with, right? Yeah. Well, hopefully this will be our this will be the charm. This will yeah. be the charm. Life's last lessons, right? Right. Um, but yeah, so it was it was fantastic working in that environment with uh, with I know I never got to meet Scorsese or Mick Jagger. They weren't oh. on on location when we were shooting, um, but the show was shot in in Brooklyn, New York, and um, it was just a great experience. I I got to meet and work with uh, Ray Romano, and and uh, he's a, I was I'm always been a big fan of him, and yeah. uh, one of the nicest guys in the business. Uh, Bobby Cannavale, professional, great. Uh, it was a great experience, and I wish—I only wish it, it, it would have lasted into uh, into more seasons. Yeah, you were also on Kevin Can Wait, and uh, you, you bumped into a bunch of people out. You got to be good friends with a bunch of people out there too, right? Yeah, well, I'm friends with Kevin. What happened was they roasted a comedian, a famous comedian on Long Island. I'm from New York, so there's a famous comedian on Long Island named Richie Minavini. Richie yeah. is like the godfather of. Long Island comedy. He was like he the is. first guy to open multiple comedy clubs as a comedian. 
and be very friendly to other comedians. He fanned the flames on the career of Ray Romano, Kevin James, a guy named Rock Rubin, uh, who became the head writer for all of those shows. Mm -hmm. uh, through Richie, I met Kevin James. Uh -huh. And the first thing I did with Kevin James was uh, More Cop 2. He asked me to be in More Cop 2. Um, oh, I was yes, in that film. That's right. Yeah, I was in that film in 2014. And then a few years later, um, he he was doing that show on CBS, uh, Kevin Can Wait, and he had called me. The best part about working with Kevin is I don't have to audition. He calls me when the part's right. Hey, do you want to do this? Are you available? Yes, I'll do it. And he you knows do it. You. Where everything else, you got to go through auditions and aggravation. And But uh, but I Kevin's very good to um, to me and to a lot of comedians. Now, you've got uh, comedy specials out there, too. And right now, streaming on Amazon Prime is uh, a comedy special called What's the Worst That Could Happen? Uh, it's very funny, but I made sure to watch it all the way to the end, let all the credits roll, or you miss out, right? Yeah, with Amazon, you got to get it played fully through to get the full six cents. <laughs> that is crazy. It's yeah, I know. So I always tell people, just put it on loop when you go to work and let it play all day. Um, <laughs> but actually, to be honest with you, I've, I've surprisingly done really well with like, like if you're getting like if you're getting six to ten cents for the for the fifty two minutes, mm -hmm. and you get a check for like twenty two bucks, that means a lot of people had to watch it. <laughs> yeah, so, it, um, it it doesn't add up, but it has to add up for it to yeah. add up. I'm you. not in it. I'm in it. I'm not. In, I mean, that's special. I'm not in it for the residuals for the money. I'm in it for the exposure and for the following. And yeah. you know what? It's been. It was released in. I believe we released that in 2018. Okay. 2018 or 2019, but I think it was 2018. So that one was released in 2018, and since then, it's actually built a following and, and done well. But as a comedian, and you know this, you do stand up. You you move on from from where you were so like I, that was a different guy back then so as much a as i want people routine. to watch that i want them to watch new stuff because i've evolved in my life and i bring my new life into my act every time yes so let's do that let's fast forward to today the most current burning thing is you certainly you right now have a comedy special on that new app called dry bar dry bar comedy um what is the name what's the name of your dry bar comedy special so the name of my special is Just Be Happy, okay. and uh, it's on Drybar. You go to drybarcomedy.com. Drybar is an app. Like I said, you can download it to your phone. You can download it to your device, whatever your device is. Um, and there is a there's a monthly fee to watch it. But by downloading the app, if you use promo code Chris Monty, right, M-O-N-T-Y, Chris Monty, C-H-R-I-S, one word, Use One that code. Word. You, that that makes me get the the few the few clams, the few shekels, the the change that that dry bar will send me for people signing up because of me. But even though you sign up because of me, you watch my special, which I want you to do. You can also watch any comedian on there, and there's a thousand comedians. And Carl, there's there's tons of comedians you know that have specials on there. Yeah. Um, and they're very funny. I've watched. I mean, just since I got involved with Dry Bar, I must have watched about twenty five specials of other comedians and they're and they've been fantastic and no, there are 25 minutes each so it's an easy watch you know 
And one of the good things about dry bar is it's month to month. You don't sign up for the year or something. You can drop. Like you can, you can drop. Oh. You can sign up one month at a time and then or you can sign up. They're coming out with deals where you can do three months, six months, a year if you want. But they also have the one month. I, I don't know what the I, I don't want to give the number. I don't know how how much it is, but yeah, um, it's not expensive. And you know what? It's twenty five minutes because normally when we were growing up, uh, you know, comedy special was an hour. You know, so guy had yeah. an HBO special. Yeah. It's an hour, and that's fine. That's great when you're gonna sit in, you know, watch Netflix or watch Amazon Prime or or watch HBO on Saturday night with the wife. You know, you watch the hour special, but these are twenty five minute specials. So maybe it takes you twenty five minutes on your train ride to work. Boom. Yeah, you can plug in your phone, get your Bluetooth in your ear and watch a special, you know. OK, so it's dry bar comedy. This dry bar comedy special is called Just Be Happy. And the promo code is all one word. Chris Monty. Everyone knows how to spell Chris M-O-N-T-Y. Thank you, sir. Yes. Now, how can people find you out there on the Internet? I mean, we've given them some leads. Right. But how can people find you out on social media and stuff? What, what are your Chris your. Twitter grams well, and snap. Yeah, well, Chris Monty, ChrisMontyLive.com is my website. Um, and from my website, on my homepage of my website, has a one-click away, you know, a link, picture link to uh, Twitter, mm -hmm. which Twitter is at ChrisMontyLive. Uh, my Instagram is ChrisMontyLive. And then my um, my Facebook page is uh, Chris Monty Comedian, Writer, Actor. So, uh, but if you go to chrismontylive.com, you not only get a quick link, one click away to go to any social media site, you mm -hmm. also get my tour dates and where you can see me at Scotty's, at Las Vegas, at Atlantic City, wherever I'm performing. All the tour dates are there, and you can click from there and go and buy tickets. Okay, so that's chrismontylive.com. Yes, okay, sir. now, Chris, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie with us at the same time as we do here in the studio. We're all going to press play at the exact same moment. So why don't you go ahead, Chris Monty, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. That was a great segment, Carl. Gary, Gary Lyon. Yeah, well, I, I didn't come to see a lion. I came to see Wild in the Streets with hippies. You ain't lying. <sighs> Leo. Sorry. All right, we start off with fireworks. Yeah, because Shelly Winters is getting talked into doing it by her new husband, and she doesn't want to do it, and she doesn't want to have a boy no matter what. Just please don't make it a boy. Uh-huh. That's it's what she's. Boy. Oh, it's a boy. There we go. Oh, wow. Flatow Junior. Flatow Junior. Yep. Oh, what's this? 1950? I guess. Wow. Yeah. Baby boom. Wow. <laughs> Their parents are like, okay, boomer. Wow. Was he watching sex? No, he, well, Yes, it's it's once again Shelly Winters resisting Mrs. Flatow resisting Mr. Flatow, and he's she's saying <clears throat> when he grows up, I'm going to tell him how awful men are, so he won't hurt some little girl or whatever, you know, take advantage. So here's wow. Max now, maybe six, taking right. advantage. Oh, with his mom in the room. Here we go. Dirty, dirty boy. Bad. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, so these are flash. This is character building. Now here's Greg Brady. Where? Holy shit. Yeah. And it's pre Brady Bunch. And it's him, uh, you know, our hero as a kid. It's Max as a kid. Hey, he must have wore the same shirt in the Brady Bunch. Yeah. He said, Gumby, can I borrow your shirt? Gumby. Okay. <laughs> okay, That's Greg. Pokey. That sounds like pokey. Oh, well, all right. Let me do my pokey then. Oh, so yeah. Oh, oh, no. They're, they're being, yeah, no, you need the plastic on it. The dog's going to shit on her. They let the dog in the house. Oh, they're no. Shelly Winters. We Mrs. Flatow is furious. That I don't like the husband. Ooh. All right. Are they leaving? Ah. Ooh. Okay. That, oh no, acid, huh? Here he is, like twenty whatever. Twenty nine. No, no, like twenty three or something. And uh, mom is very comfortable with the acid. Oh, so he's like a mama boy acid maker? I yeah, not a mama's boy, no. But I don't know. I just think it's weird that Shelly Winters, she's been freaking out this whole movie over whatever she sees. Oh, is she going to take it now? No. By the way, you, when you're making acid, it's best to wear like surgical gloves when you're holding the uh, sugar cubes. <laughs> <laughs> you know one of my favorite uh grateful dead stories is that when they were living like at the beginning of the band started they were in san francisco with this they were living in a place that was making acid and that's all they breathed they breathe in yeah like you know you wake up and you're in a, a house that where they they make acid and you okay. just so you know, they're perpetually tripping yeah basically wow I so that's interesting. Found dynamite too. Wow, what kind of lab? Like, I didn't realize. I thought this was like a suburban home, Carl. He had it like is. a bunker. The basement. Wait, does your basement have uh, an acid lab and also no. an explosive lab? No, and you see the dynamite. I mean, no, we don't have dynamite, and well, and my mom would not be cool with it. Well, you know, in my house, it was it was cool with the acid, but. He was not cool with the explosive. Sure, we had the acid, but acid and explosive is not. Oh, man. Is he tripping? Mama, Papa, screw off me. Well. The thing is, we don't know. It seems unprovoked, his freaking out. He's running away from home is essentially what he's doing, and that's how he's saying goodbye. He's going to have them come home to a wrecked up house. But it doesn't. Now look, it's putting an explosion in the front, but right. it blows up in the back. Also, man, last time I put dynamite in a car, I ran like hell. Yeah, you're right. It blew up in the back. Backseat explosive. That was. That's dead Chevy. You know, didn't you see the no exploding on Sunday sign by the yeah, curb? Right. But the thing is, oh, oh American yeah, International Picture. Is, like there is no reason for him to we didn't really see any trauma you know it was just like it's 1968 so kids ran away from home you know we didn't really have a we don't really oh, have what? a good reason her his father was sexually harassing uh, assaulting her mother mother is domineering and, and smacking him wow 
in the street. Yeah, oh, go ahead. You're going to make the first wild in the streets, wild in the sheets joke. Uh-huh. Richard Pryor. I know. And Hal Halbrook. Together at last. Oh, and Larry Bishop, that asshole. Yeah. He made a... We saw him in a movie, didn't we? He always played bikers, and then he made Hellride. He directed, and Quentin Tarantino produced, and had a lot of, like, famous people. You know what I mean? Like, uh... Yeah. Christopher Walken and all that type of like anyone whose face looked wrinkly and bicycly, they were in it. <laughs> and I remember at the end, they all get killed, but he, no, he gets killed. Dennis Hopper's in it. He's riding a bike. Hell ride. Now I have to tell you the ending. Okay. Yeah, Hell yeah. ride. He gets stabbed, but it was a fake stunt prop gun or he, uh, knife and he walks away. Like he okay. faked his own death. Interesting. Yeah. That's oh, the way to exit. I, I, I'm one of those assholes who talks over the band, by the way. But my apologies to Barry Marin and CK Well, Lowe. go ahead and give it a listen for a second. We're really just hearing very bland stick stuff. Yeah. I wonder, I was born that year, the movie, so I wonder if it was earlier in the year. So maybe my parents went on a date. Right, saw uh-huh. wild in the uh, streets. Yeah, wilder the sheets. Well, nine months later, <laughs> you were born. So yeah. listen, they, this is like of the day. Like there was that whole thing about like don't trust anyone over thirty. That's what this whole movie's about. They just think if you're young, you're great, and if you're old, you shouldn't be around. I don't know. Well, you know, it does remind me of Gas with its S-S-S-S-S-S from Roger Corman, where the idea was that it was a hippie universe because everyone died who was over 30, and there was only young kids. And there was also Logan's Run, I guess, where you die when you turn 30. Right. Well, you don't die. You get rejuvenated or some crap. Oh, right. You get rejuvenated. I can't wait, Carl. Eight more years, and then I'll get rejuvenated at age 30. Now, people agree with you about gas. Wild in the Streets was released on VHS in the late 80s. And in 2005, it appeared on a DVD on Midnight Movies Disc with 1971's Gas. What a great double feature because they both are about obsessed about age because yeah. this movie, he becomes president before age 35. Right. Which is unconstitutional. I have, Your Honor. Uh, we should in go to the movie, Supreme Court and argue this, this movie, movie. They amend the Constitution like that. It doesn't make sense, as if it's a vote in Congress. What's this guy's gimmick? Does he have a hook? He's got a hook. How'd you know? Uh, well, I think he fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. He's the trumpet player. Like, Whoa, how are they rolling? What are they rolling a joint in a sandblaster? They're going to, like, sand down the wood and roll a joint? I don't think so. I think that's ticker tape because he's a rich man. No, but I think he's he's rolling a joint with ticker tape. No, it's a coincidence. He also had a joint in his hand. Those are one of those like roll your own joint machines that never worked. Yeah, they never worked. It's like a uh, orange plastic like yeah, uh, you get loop. This loose. Uh, that guy is 15, and he's, like, got 186 IQ, and he's the financial advisor. He turned down, like, 
all these companies who wanted to hire him. He graduated college at 15. And this is being narrated by the guy who did the trailer? Uh, you know, it says that the narration is uncredited. I didn't write it. It did well, say a name, but I didn't write it down. In the sense of the story, where does this narration narrator come from? Uh, in the beginning, it's just telling you. There's Richard Pryor. It's yeah. just telling you all the cast members of his entourage and giving their name, their ages. Like he's only fourteen. Oh, uh, which is not true. So one of the one of the entourage is the Asian woman who gets back massages. Yes. Wow. All right. And then my parents had sex, and nine months later, I was conceived. Uh huh. Conceptually, now this Richard Pryor is uh, the drummer, and uh, what's ironic is there's a line in this movie in which the brilliant one, who's only fifteen, they ask him when you know when do you want to die, and he goes thirty, man. And the <laughs> thing is, in real life, he did die, like just six days after his thirtieth birthday. Oh, that's that's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. I just it's ironic, I guess. Right. I well I did see that on That's Ironic, one of my favorite shows from the eighties with Skip Steverson and John Davidson. And yeah. Fred Williams. Uh Fred Williams. Now this song is all about uh people under thirty are fifty three percent of the country. Fifty percent. Yeah, fifty three percent. Have you 50. seen this before? I had the soundtrack. You know, this movie, uh, I've read about this movie a hundred million times, and I knew about this movie, and I never had an opportunity to see it. And I think it finally, yeah, it finally got on DVD and finally got on VHS. And yeah. It was like, you know, but again, like, let's say you are renting videos, video cassettes. Blockbuster's not going to carry it. <laughs> Nope. You would have to, you would have to go to your Lost Weekend or Leather Tongue or you know uh, uh, Kim's Video in New York City and get it. Yep. And then when you do, you're disappointed. You just spend like four bucks on a shitty movie for the sixties. <laughs> now Shelley Winters is going to see her own son has gone on to be a rock star on TV, and she's going to freak out that she's she's going to be a celebrity, and they're going to be rich. Really? They don't seem, they seem pretty nonplus about their house. Oh, I love what she's got. Remember those things, Susan? Uh, the Thigh Master? Susan. The Thigh Master. Yeah, thank you for finishing my thought. But this is before that time. This is the Armpit Master. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really important to air out your armpits before bed. You know, when I put on Johnny Depp's perfume under my armpits, I like to air it out afterwards. You see that thing she's got around her chin? The, yeah, the, yeah. So it'd be really tight, and the concept is every night you pull your chin up. Even back then, there people were obsessed by their chin. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be great. We'll be on the midnight special. Right, right. Now, this guy Barry Shear, the director, he was a TV director. This was his first film. He'd go on to make three or four more, but then he'd just go back to TV. I mean, there was critical acclaim. This thing made four times its budget, but it wasn't Which exactly is great. A blockbuster. Yeah, I thought it was great. So why? Okay. Well, also, yeah, I, I think it's a little too like it's satire, right? Or like it has a. It's very strange because when 
youth movies kind of kicked ass in the 60s like when yeah. like easy rider of course but just like a lot of biker crap there's movies that seem like you know older people were like making making fun of hippies mm -hmm. i don't know generational things so I, it's hard to tell where this comes from now this, this director did across 110th street oh i love that movie carl yeah. have you seen that yeah it's black exploitation yeah well yeah. and also it's classic I hate to spoil the end. Someone gets shot in the head, and they zoom up. They zoom up to his head, getting shot, and goes and freeze frame. I won't tell you who it is. Okay, Yafet Koto, right at the end. <laughs> you really got into the spirit of spoiling, just like me. Yeah. I saw um, Titanic the other night with uh, Leonardo with DiCaprio. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. The ship sinks at the end. Spoiler. Head in the middle. And in the middle, the you know, actually, you, the, 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 does does it start sinking towards the end? In the middle, I mean, like that's half the movie. No. Oh, uh, you mean yeah? You mean like okay, we've sprung a leak. We're going. Yeah, we sprung a leak. We're going down. There's yeah, no, yeah, there's no way right. we could be saved. You're right. We are sinking. You know how much we're sinking? We're the fucking Titanic. We're the <laughs> Titanic of sinking. <laughs> the Cadillac of sinking. Oh, they're going to go see their son perform well, at the yeah, Her husband is reluctantly going along because she's very enthusiastic about it. Is he looking for a t-shirt like a wife beater? Um, listen, why do you think I mean you use the term sexually assaulting? Didn't like didn't you say like he he she didn't want to have sex and he was like, uh he was kind but, of going. Yes, but you see, the whole thing of that was Shelly Winters is a cuckoo bird. That was the whole thing. The, oh, I got the you. wife is neurotic, and they just got married, okay? I mean, it's their honeymoon. You know what I oh. mean? Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. If you're going to do it, it's on your honeymoon. Okay, so this guy's running for Congress. Now, you can see uh, he's Senator Fergus. It's Hal Holbrook. Um, who, looks, who actually looks like Hal Holbrook, where everyone else looks like young Richard Pryor. And, uh, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, he, he looks very young. He was in uh Wall Street, he was in the firm, he was deep throat in all the president's men. Dude, he was like evil cop in Dirty Harry. Uh yeah. one of the Dirty Harry's. He's like, Hey Dirty Harry, man, your fascism stuff rocks. You wanna me and my boys want right? Wasn't that the one he like had killer cops, motorcycle well, cops? I remember that one and I thought I think it was called Sudden Impact or some bullshit. Yeah, right, with Ty Daly. But I think that he wasn't the guy who was like, I think it was a younger uh, put, uh, motorcycle cop who was trying to get Clint Eastwood in, to join. Yeah. But was Hal Halbrook like a pal, like a No, he comrade? was probably the, like, commissioner. Right. Damn it, Harry. You're dirty. You're, <laughs> You're dirty. dirty. You're so dirty. That's your nickname. This is when they say, when do you want to die? 30. Uh-oh. Wait, and, he, and where's the drummer? The drummer's Richard Pryor. Oh, gotcha. Oh, man, that's nothing like a good massage to just kill the energy of the show. Yeah, and look how he's... Okay, so Shelley Winters is like, I'm his mother, I'm his mother. Back up, back up, I'm his mother. Speaking of back up, this is great camera work. <laughs> well, the director's trying to give us a crazy crowd. Right, but look, they're just outside the tickets. It's not that crazy. Ticket booth. 
We don't take cash. What the fuck? Oh, she's like, we are totally sold out. And and he's like, you might not like a Max Frost concert, ma'am. Oh, he took the money and run? Oh, no, he got the tickets. Kelly Winters. She was, uh, she played Polly Shore's mom in uh, one of the Polly Shore movies. Jury Duty. His dad was uh, Charles Napier. I don't know why I didn't pick that up in my uh, research. My biggest one I like on her is Lolita. Um, yeah, she was really good in Lolita. I was introduced to her in the Poseidon Adventure. Now, for the Poseidon Adventure, she gained a lot of weight for the role. Well, she was never able to take it off. That's the weight she stayed at. She just did it for the role. Huh. Um, she was the grandmother on Roseanne's sitcom. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Alfie, uh, A Place in the Sun. Wait, Dolly Alfie. What, and Frank. <clears throat> what's that all about? Alfie. Alfie. Is it just for the moment we live? She won an Oscar. We know her. We saw her in A House Is Not a Home. Yeah, A House Is Not a Home, where she was a... Uh... A call, uh, madam. I can, madam. I can never get it when I try to describe the description. I think I'm just embarrassed. I go there. It's a girl pimp. Uh huh. <laughs> girl pimp. Oh, I would hope the music. Have, well, I would have to listen to the whole song. But. Well, you know, every song is a plot point. Um, every song, like we're the fifty-three percent, and later it'll be like. 14 or fight he wants to lower the voting age to 14 and uh so they got in and we're just seeing the father uncomfortable and the mother overexcited there's hook oh yeah so he's for real the hook you know he's playing guitar with his hook hey that doesn't make sense he's supposed to be the horn person well, there's a horn person right there. Yeah, that's supposed to be Hook. I saw the Hook strumming the bass. You could do that, right? Yes, yes. Oh, she's remembering the beginning of the movie. Look at her bad acting. And when she was trying to shake it off. Someone asked her, I loved you in Partridge Family. Ah, oh, damn it. Greg Brady, did you see Greg Brady for two seconds? Yeah. He like tripping again? Flashback. He was never tripping before. She was delusional. She didn't believe her son was doing acid and she didn't believe it was dynamite. You have a vivid imagination. Just the director, you know, the writer just trying to make her out as like a delusional person. Now, this was um, a magazine article. Um, it, okay, it's called The Day It All Happened, Baby by this guy named Robert <laughs> Baum. It was a magazine article and people loved it. So he expanded it into a book. Um, right. I am familiar with the book. And that's how this got born. And, and Robert Baum wrote the screenplay for this, which is only fitting. It's not a very good premise. I don't know. The premise is interesting, but the movie itself, I don't know. Well, the premise is that you know, a rock star becomes a president, and then he does some pretty bad things. You'll see. Right. 
Oh, yeah. Are you trying to spoil this movie? Did I spoil it? What are you doing? All right, I won't do it. Hey, this is a... Uh, you going up the down ele- uh, uh, staircase? Up the down staircase. Where's my husband? Right, he's still lost. He's still in Madison Square Garden. Troubadour. Nice close shot again. Like the camera's right in front of them. Pretty yeah, cool. Well, because they're doing that crowded crowd thing again. But the thing I remember about this movie is they're like the kids revolt in the street. So there's probably going to be more of these shots. Well, no. We're going to no. see. Yeah, we're no. We're going to see stock footage, which you don't like. Stock footage of protests. I don't like well, you know. I recently saw a Purge movie, and they they blacked out, uh, they digitized the faces uh-huh. of uh, the actual archival footage of rioting, so that way, like you can see it in the context that it, the film is trying to push, but it's they're not the actual people are not being represented as fictional characters. You know what I mean? Like it acknowledges that these are real people, and right. that it, they should be in the context of what they were doing and not repurposed no. for the Purge. Well, I think you're trying to protect their privacy. Look what a Los Angeles street that is with the black tar covering the cracks. I love it. Nice car, too. Now, look, a terrible crash happens, and there's a little boy. Whoa. Dead. Dead little boy. Oh, my God. They're okay. All the scuff marks. Yeah, because Shelly Winters crashed into the little boy. So... Max Frost is like, get her a lawyer and get her out of here. I never want to see you again. You know, uh, if this was uh, Fast and the Furious, they would have missed the little boy. Just missed him, yeah. Just missed him. They'll be like flipping around and the kid would be ducking. Or it would take his thumb off. Somewhere in, in Pasadena, there's a kid sleeping without his thumb tonight. Because of what you did. <laughs> That's going to be like two hours into the movie. You're like, whoa, only 45 more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so his mom killed a kid. Yeah. And so the son, the same day she showed up, you know, 20 minutes later, kicked out of uh, his life. Okay, so every time I see this scene, I just watch the girl. She's a kid. And she's having the experience, you know, you can see it in her eyes. You see when she smiles, you see what she looks at, that she thinks, you know, she's she's soaking it all in. Wow. So but, is this a what is this kid gonna be like part of the movie or is she yeah. gonna get hit by a, a, yeah. a car? She's, no. What? He's she's not gonna be hit by a car. What about a bus? Will, no, will she get she hit by a bus? Will be she literally be thrown under a bus? By her father? No. Why, Senator, why did you fly to Cancun when there was no power during the, the snowstorm? Uh, well, my daughter wanted to go, and, oop, there's the bus. Dad, you threw me under the bus. <laughs> Look at her cute little hat. He's like, oh, I love you, famous rock star. Uh, I am today's youth, and uh, I'm, is, there, is this the family? It's Senator Albright. Okay, he's running for senator, and Max Frost has agreed to play at his his rally. Now, 
all, the candidate all brought Fergus Fergus candidate Fergus his whole platform is we're sending kids to Vietnam to die for their country at 18 they should have the right to vote and this was a real thing back in the day it was two things this was the drinking age should be lowered to 18 and the lowered. voting age should be lowered to 18. Wait a minute. So the the drinking age was twenty one, yeah. and then before I turned eighteen, it was eighteen, and then before I turned eighteen, it became twenty one again. Well, it became eighteen back in the sixties. Yeah. Well, this is sixty eight. All I remember is we we grew up in the tri state area. We were in New Jersey, but uh, you know, you would go to New York or whatever. But uh, and if it was eighteen in New York, you can go to the clubs or what have you. But it raises to 21, I believe, like when I was just about to turn 18. Tom Kroll once had this fake ID and it fucking worked. So we were both <laughs> in the bar and he had a drink and I wasn't uh-huh. allowed. And so he's like, here, you can have a sip. And then the waitress was like, hey, you know, she was like taking it seriously. Like she was, you know, alcohol, right. alcohol tobacco and firearm ATF agent. Like a second ago, they're like, yeah, come on in, kid. Okay, so now Max Frost is like, this guy's running for senator. I dig it. And this guy wants us to lower the voting age to 18. I dig it. But you know what? Fuck that. That's fucking bullshit. It should be 14. And so Fergus will be behind stage going, what the fuck is he doing? (laughs) Yeah, he's fucking up the thing. I just asked you to come play a song, you did. Sorry, man. I went rogue. I went rogue. I just, I was in the moment, and uh, next thing you know it, I made the voting age 14. So now he's going to do a whole, they're saying, you know, my tax account is 15. Now they're going to do the song called 14 or Fight. 14 or Fight. They wrote that song just in time to do this surprise announcement. Yes. Yes. He goes, well, I've been working on a tune all day. Don't know if I know all the words. Gonna play it for you now. Yay. Thank you, Max. Yay. Frost. Thank oh, you for uh, doing fight. a rally with a half-finished song. Half-finished song. <laughs> That's Barely <amazing>. rehearsed. <laughs> you know who did something like that once? Uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Band, Club Band album came out. Uh-huh. Jimi Hendrix bought it on the way to his concert with the experience. He got there, he put it on a record player in the back, and they all listened to it. And then they went out and did Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And Paul McCartney was in the audience. I think it was Paul and George or Paul and Ringo. They were in the audience. How strange. Yeah. They must have known they were in the audience. Wow, that must have been cool. I'm sure that he knew. Yeah, at the beginning, he's like, cover your ears, cover your ears. This is going to be fucking loud. Cover your ears. He goes, it was 20 years ago today. It was Jimi Hendrix, you know. Such a right. the band to play. But that's like Taylor Swift getting Adele's album. Like, yeah, hey, I just heard this. Well, I know you paid to hear me, but. Every now and again, you'll see. Um, um, wait, his name is Stanley X. You'll see Richard Pryor on the drums, and he uh-huh. knows how to play them. Like he's holding the drumstick in the like old traditional way, and which is pointed towards you. You're like holding it in your palm. You know, I guess so. Yeah. Nowadays, people just hold it like you got two clubs. But back in the days, it was one clubbed hand and the other was pointed towards you. Next time you see Pryor, watch his fingers. Okay. 
There, is he, it, there he is to the right. He's holding yeah. like a chopstick or something. Yeah, you're right. He knows yeah. how to play. Something's interesting about drumming. I didn't know this. Is drumming that interesting? Uh, it snared me. <laughs> you were snared. Oh, hey, Carl, I have one answer to that joke. Footage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, this movie convinced me I'm going to become a, a drummer. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> I finally get the respect I've always wanted. Now, I really didn't do research on Richard Pryor because we all know him so well. Like, right. I pulled out all of his movies. And you know, I, I saw uh, Live on Sunset Strip at the Wellmont, Montgomery, yeah. New Jersey. That sounds right. Yeah. I omitted all his comedy uh, uh, movies because that doesn't count. I can mean, we, can we just him. say what, what, a, like him and maybe Margaret Cho are probably the two comedians that had genuinely theatrically released concert comedy films? You know, like, well, I, multiple ones, like, uh, no, but Eddie Murphy would go on to follow in the footsteps. Yeah, of, but was Raw was not, they were cable specials and video cassettes. I'm talking about being released in the movie house, like, uh, it wasn't the Eddie Murphy ones were not. I, I think maybe Raw was, I think Raw was, might have been, but it would have never happened, was it not for Richard Pryor? No, absolutely, absolutely, because Pryor's done like at least five live, you know. Live yeah. in concert to mm -hmm. Sunset Strip. There was a couple, few more in the middle. Yeah, unfortunately, now I'm regretting uh, omitting. I just, I just wanted to acknowledge it. You know, I mean, like, and I think the the first one is on was on Netflix last time I watched it. Mm -hmm. So, which is great. It's like holy shit. Look, I'm staring at like forty something movies here. I mean, yeah, they weren't all crap you know i mean harlem nights with eddie murphy oh he was great in that and then he probably you know custom made that movie others among others because there were a lot of those uh stars they were like um the uh, harlem gangsters he was in the toy superman 3 brewster's millions he was in good films stir crazy busting loose stir crazy busting loose uh, the Toy is one of the worst films, but... Uh, you do think so? I think it's great. Moving, where he has to move this. He sends uh, Superman 3. Yeah, that was yeah. good. You don't right. think so? Uh, it still has my favorite line, which is Clark eating uh, dog food. <laughs> <laughs> he was good at that. He was, Of course he was good at that. He was great at Brewster's Millions with John It's unknown. Candy. It's unknown. There's an unknown element in the kryptonite. I don't know it. It's unknown. How about tar? Right, it's tar. Because he was smoking cigarettes. He was in Silver Streak. He was in Car Wash, which was more of a cameo. He was the whiz in The Whiz with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, he had a TV show, The Richard Pryor Show, where he wore like a, uh, a nude bodysuit. Oh, well, actually... He shows up on the set of this film naked, and Shelley Winters freaked out. It was like a practical joke. Well, the concert was over, but the politician wasn't happy. Now, this I'm is not Ed happy. Bagley. Ed Bagley. Oh, I Ed Bagley know this guy. He looks vaguely familiar. Well, he was uh, 
he was all over TV and movie. Okay, let's see here. Senator Albright. We know him from Ed Bagley Jr. That's how we Yeah, know. that's how we know him. Yeah, I, I knew uh, he looked Angry Men. men. Uh, the unsinkable Molly Brown. You know, like CBS sitcoms. He was on Rod Sterling's Pattern Show. He was all over. Wait, what's Rod Sterling's Pattern Show? I never even heard I of don't that. know. I don't know. Patterns, plural. Oh, do you think it's like another like teleplay? This week, Socialism is Cool, written by Rod Sterling, 1957. He was in the Virginian, Bonanza, Dick Van Dyke, Wild Wild West. My three I, still, I, still beg- I still vaguely remember him, Carl. Well, uh, right now he's playing Senator Albright, and he's like, fuck this. You want to be senator? You can't back these monkeys. You can't lower the age to 14. I was trying to make a joke. He, he, I can't Ed Bagley Sr. vaguely recognize him. I, he's ve- he, I, he looks vaguely familiar. Yeah. All right. Bagley. There you go. Kids, please. No uh, vinyl. And well, uh, it, they're playing Max Frost, and that's pissing off Senator oh. Albright downstairs. You think I should vote it? You think I should have the right to vote, Mom? Answer the question, Mom. So if if they lowered the age to 14 for the voting, who would become president? I, I this guy, I guess, in the, the rock star, I guess, in this movie. Well, yeah, in this movie, it will be the rock star. Ah, hello. Live from Hollywood, California, uh, Florida. Uh, well, it, now they're going That's to Los Angeles. Like the the Ferguson campaign will now meet with Max Frost. You see, what Max Frost did at the end of his thing, he said, this Saturday night, I want you to come out to sun st- uh, sun- the Sunset Strets- Strip. Sunset. I want you to come out to the Sunset Strip, and we're going to have, like, a rally. We're going to have, a, like, a protest. I want you to fill the streets, and we're going to do this until they lower the age to 14. Everyone claps. So, so now- fill the the streets if it's gonna be a while in the streets it's gonna be a mob right yes good cool i like this guy's mob scene into it well i mean you're not gonna see what we saw before the mob scene at the concert you're not gonna see that again what's your policy on sitting on people uh some guy sitting on your pool table i'm against it uh yeah, we're too. clean game here yeah and no smoking huh you're gonna burn holes in the yeah in the yeah. felt in the felt is he gay because he's wearing a bandana? I have the sound off. They never say he's gay. And, you know, they say that the uh, 14-year-old accountant is gay. A uh, 15-year-old accountant is gay. Huh. Hey, good for him. Came out at an early age and got a profession. <laughs> yeah. His mom was proud about the accountant part. So, basically, they're going to be flippant and off stand. Uh... They're not going to take it serious. I don't know. So they're going to piss off Senator Albright. And he's going to kind of like storm out or whatever. And then Ferguson is going to be like, all right, listen, Senator Albright is the political party of this. You know, he's the boss. Right. And you're not going to get what you want if you don't play ball with him, period. So they agree on lowering it to he's going to change the song from 14 or fight to uh, 18 and, and ready 15 and ready 
I'd better negotiate. I think 16 is much more reasonable than 14. No song has ever been successful with the when the girl's 16 years old. Uh, stray cats try. Yeah. Half, half the songs of some some yeah. rock stars. Yeah. Appalling. They are so rude. I do like the. It is well shot, I guess. Yeah. Or at least dated, you know. Well, this guy was a TV director, and he really knew what he was doing, you know. But this um, movie is like feels like a theatrically released movie. Like I could see this on the screen. This I, was I guess the first. Yeah, no, this came out on the screen, and it made, uh, like I said before, four times its money. They 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 had a seven hundred thousand dollar budget. Um, he wanted to grow into films, um, but it didn't work. He did about four or five of them, and he just headed back to uh, – I mean, he did The Tonight Show and The Eddie Fisher Show and The Melton Burl Spectacular. You know, he was TV. Yeah, yeah right, and that's live. Police Woman, Black Sheep Squadron, The Streets of San Francisco, The Beautiful Phyllis Diller Show, you know. Oh, hey, Milk is finally here. <laughs> is it acid milk? No, you don't have any cookies. No point to the milk. Uh, there's only one other interesting thing about the director, and I don't have all the information. On August 5, 1965, both Barry Shear and Jan Barry of the singing duo Jan and Dean were injured along with other film crew members while on the first day of the set of the new Paramount motion picture, Easy Come, Easy Go. Oh, wow. How were they injured? Then it Weird. goes on to say... Paramount would ultimately cancel the film and reuse the film title the following year for an Elvis Presley film. Yeah, because I'm I'm like literally now on Facebook when you mentioned that title. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No comment. No comment. No comment. No comment. So basically, he's leaving there disgusted. Sir, do you? Uh, what's your policy about the sink? Do you use Ajax? No comment. No comment. No comment. What is your policy on the sink? I am against it. No comment. No comment. Oh, scrubbing the sink. Hal Holbrook. Clean shaven Hal Holbrook. Oh, no, he's yeah. going to start talking like Mark Twain in this movie, right? He's Hal Holbrook. Oh, you know, you're right. He did that play, Mark Twain. He played Mark Twain like 30 years. He had to retire when he was super old. Right. Well, how old was Mark Twain? I guess he I was 183. You know, but. Mark Twain wrote a book and said, don't release this book until 100 years later. And Thank it came you. out like 10 years ago. And who who even knows? <laughs> yeah, right. You do yeah. that. And it's like, now nobody knows. <laughs> you dummy. It's like, what? Who's Tom Hanks? Why do I want to watch this movie? Oh, it's great. It's about this hologram for the king. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm 100 years older for this thing. <laughs> Wait, in September 2017, after six decades of playing the role of Mark Twain, God. Holbrook announced his retirement from the one-man show, Mark Twain Tonight. Holbrook indicated he would like to continue working on movies and television. Yeah, please don't typecast me. It's been six decades. <laughs> Enough. Ooh. All right, they got the handshake, 15 and ready. Yep, time for a break. 
So they agreed on 15. How did they get Time Magazine to agree to be in this movie? I, 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 my research did not cover that tidbit. Normally they'll say like Tyne or something like that. Legally they can't use the real name. So Christopher Jones is our star. And uh, he would have a good career, but uh, he would quit way early. He got, somehow he got embarrassed, and he just said, fuck it, and he quit. Um, really? Yeah, let me see if I have it here. Was, wasn't that the name of his memoirs? Fuck it, I quit. <laughs> right, fuck By it. By Christopher Jones. So he makes his Broadway debut in 61, Tennessee Williams' Night of the Iguana. But Shirley Winters was in it, and Shirley yeah, Winters right. introduced him to the woman who would become his wife. Then he moved to Hollywood, and he got this ABC television series, The Legend of Jesse James, and he got 34 episodes. And then he was, like, all on TV for a while. Uh, but they, he did this movie and called Tabasco in 68 with his wife, and by the time the filming was over, they divorced. Um, Let's see that. Then he would move on to Wild in the Streets, uh, and he'd be in a sex comedy this year. Check this out. Jones was involved in a car crash not knowing he had been drugged. The directors and producers never informed him of the drugging. Directors and producers? Yeah, right. Wait, back up. Wait, yeah. did they, uh, uh, you know, American International Pictures seems pretty <laughs> uh, creepy, okay. but geez. Yeah. Later, Lean, I guess he's the director, Lean dubbed Jones's voice, uh, causing the actor a bad reputation. This took a personal toll on Jones, who returned from Ireland to California. That's where it was being filmed. Um, and he stayed in the house where Sharon Tate was murdered. Um, was allegedly murdered. Yeah, and abandoned his acting career. No, it was not alleged. Okay, she's dead. Listen, I have a clear movie. You know what I like about the uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? And I'll be very brief, Carl. Okay. Uh, is that at the end, it kind of keeps it sweet by the murder doesn't happen, right? Like it's, yeah, like, it's that's wish right. fulfillment. But, the, you know, his buddy killed a woman. You know, so it's like, it's a little fantasy where everyone else gets, I don't know. Anyway, okay, we're back. We're in Hollywood. Well, this is probably Pink was the good guy. And yeah. the other woman Bullwinkle. was Bullwinkle. A lot of this stuff is still running, I guess. I think it's in that Bullwinkle. So here you're seeing the Sunset Strip and all yeah. the kids going out. But really what you're seeing is stock footage of protests. Now, so, but it, wasn't that cool that we saw some archival uh, Sunset Strip? Yes. Bars and clubs? And yeah. Like that. And look at that view, huh? Yeah. yeah. UCLA, UCLA. I think that point my dad said pretty romantic huh that los angeles sunset know what i'm saying we got i have plans after this movie and then nine months later i was bored hey, yeah yeah stop footage the conception look of at this Eagleman. stop <laughs> footage oh this is symbolic stock footage. stock footage lots of 60s cars Stock footage. We're all hanging out. Yeah. Hey, that was the blanket on my couch. But some hippie took it and brought it to the I park. I guess so. Look at it. Stock footage. Hey, better red than dead. 
Jones was offered a part of Zed in Pulp Fiction by Quentin Tarantino, but he turned it down. Really? Well, yeah. you know what? Like, you know, who's a rapist, wasn't he? The guy in the, the pawn shop? Zed's dead, baby. Well, this, okay, look, check this out. Okay, he died in 2014, but in 2018, actress Olivia Hussle claimed, Hussey, claimed she was raped by Jones in the house Roman Polanski had shared with his wife, Sharon Tate, weeks after Tate's death. Hussey said that she had dated Jones in the late 60s, but ended the relationship because he was fused, physically abusive towards her. That's you know not what? good. That's not good. I had no idea. So now we see dissension in the ranks, which is his own family. The kid going on the side of the rock star and him being, you know, a square. That's a slapping. Yeah, that's right. The great slapping. So they're going to duel in Sunset? That kind of slap. It wasn't a dual slap, son. It wasn't a dual slap. Well, no. Now, you see, they're there not on Saturday for the rally. They're there, like, now. So what Albright wants him to do is get with Frost, go on TV, and tell everyone to be peaceful. Oh, I see. So the kid's laying down some trip on him, like, uh, how... It's bad to be old and it's good to be young. It's the same old. Go ahead and listen if you want. Well, I don't know if I want to listen to it. Like, you know, 30 years ago, I was really into it. <laughs> Wait a minute. That that reminds me, Carl. Yeah. Now, I was I don't know if I told you, but I was conceived uh shortly thereafter screening of this movie in nineteen sixty eight. Uh-huh. But do you think that how so that would make me roughly 53 years. So Hal Holbrook in this movie, he's like 35, right? Uh he's 39 according to the script. I don't right. know how old in real life he was. All right. Yeah, I probably have his I don't think I even have his birth date. No. Jeez, I would have been long dead in this movie. Like in Logan's run, I'd be gone. Oh yes. I'd be rejuvenated. Yeah, long gone. You know, they'll throw me to the Soylent Green crew. They'll be like, oh, here, take this guy. <laughs> so hey, the good news is you're leaving uh, <laughs> Logan's Run. Bad news, you're entering Soylent Green. We're they just like to chill. Yeah, We're just do. chilling out. Boy, that was a great couple of scenes we did, right? We went to the Troubadour and we performed. We need a massage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Eight 14 year old Asians. I know it's so weird. That's like turn the up character. the sound. Turn up the sound because, because, uh, All right. Sally Leroy is going to say, I think you guys are fag. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you. That's hey, boys. See, she's going to be 25, and that means she could run for Congress. So they're going to do that as her first step, but not yet, not yet. Right now, Holbrook, uh, it's not really Holbrook in this. He's Senator Fergus. Or Fergus is going with Max Frost in a helicopter to various places 
and saying, it's great that you guys were here. America has heard you. Go home. <laughs> Be peaceful. Go home. Can't and hear you over the helicopter. By the way, never raise your hands. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, boy, groovy, groovy cat. Hey. He, he calls his people troops, his fans. Hey, troops, got good news for you today. He does that every time. Doc oh, wow. Footage. Doc footage, right? They're not there for the movie screen. Right. These guys are. They're each making 25 bucks for today. Whirp, whirp, whirp. Those, the helicopter blades are finally slowing down. Oh, no. Got to go back up. That's it. Thanks go for coming home. for the speech. Go home. For more speech, check out the news at 10. We'll Don't be featured. Be violent. Check out our news at 10. We'll be on the news, Ted. It's going to be us. Uh, and then a uh, man on the street. Go the fuck home. All right, guys. Thanks for showing up for the for the press up. Photo up? Press up. Press up. Press opportunity. That's he's right. pressing. He's, he's press up. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, that's a press hop. This is a very, this is like a full-on massage, Carl, like the movie. Oh, that was like, ooh, romantic. Cut to her, cut to him. Cut to her, cut to him. He's massaging her colon. Cut to her. Cut my father, to... my father's elbowing my mom at this point. Huh? Huh? <laughs> uh, uh, what do you say? Horny, getting horny. Huh? <laughs> I have to admit, I was thinking it like our parents were more beaten. It. My dad was more like, you know, Edging the beatness, I guess, or the he was a, I guess, a student, not a, you know, big yeah. Jewish beard in Texas kid. Hello, I am the president. Oh. Looks like Eisenhower. Okay, so everyone's chilling out and going to sleep, but something's going on. Like there's an invader, an intruder. So Max Frost, being the cool guy, he will right. be in him. Well, well, he has the name out. Max Frogs. Yeah, who is it? Is it a Deep Throat? I've it got some information. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't work for a paper. Um, <laughs> it's the son of Holbrook. Oh, I see. Holbrook, they just throw her right in the bed. Oh. Big pillow fight. Guys, you ready? Pillow fight. You're just a kid. It, this played in drive-ins a lot. This no, this movie. I mean, it's it's a really well-known movie too. It's just like you know, there was going to be a sequel. They never shot. It was called We Outnumber You. It was announced, and they were working on a script. It's a great title. Yeah. Uh, you know, I went up actually to the theater. I said, uh, seven thousand <laughs> tickets, please, for We Will Outnumber You." <laughs> It only took 15 days to shoot this film. Really? Yeah, 15 Here days. we are, 50 years later. Yep. Well, that, that 15 days uh, is the reason why I'm here on planet Earth. So, uh, 
got to thank the production for that. Yeah, absolutely. Quick, quick, Operation Get Arthur Laid is in effect. <laughs> the conception of Mike Spiegelman in this in theaters. Pulitzer Prize winner Art Spiegelman plays Co the Coming Horse quickly. The critics are, the reviews are in. God damn, says Art Spiegelman. Arthur Spiegelman. Arthur Spiegelman. Charlotte Spiegelman plays the victim. No. Okay. You were conceived out of love? Yeah. The love Great. of, uh, well, things got wild in the streets. <laughs> the love of this movie? Yeah. Okay, so the... now he has won. He is now the senator. Oh, that's great. Congratulations. Maybe that I was conceived in the drive-in. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, that means my parents were had enough dexterity to, like, fuck in a car. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if she sat on him and every time bonked, it would hit the horn. Bonk, do you, th do you think they was in a convertible or they had the, uh, the top down? No, no. Your parents would not do that, right? It goes <laughs> to the world no right right that's very that's a, you know i'm being conceived here a little privacy now nixon defeated humphrey in 68 while this was being filmed um no okay wait 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 at the time of the filming it was widely expected that johnson would run for a, another full term in 68 you know lyndon johnson said that's enough i'm done yeah hey i did enough I'm out. Yeah. Sorry. So this is like a real rally. Well, yeah. Welcome to LWAFLMOYTCon. <laughs> We're watching three movies back to back. Are you ready for some shorts? So now he's saying, okay, we got him elected. Yay, us. And he's saying, we're going to vote. Uh, Sally Leroy into office and she'll become a United States Senate. Um, how she'll be in the House of Representatives, and that'll be our first step as youths to now he's saying, You can't, you know, who can't be your congressman? Me, I'm not old enough. You know, who can't be your president? Me, if I'm old, you know, so he wants all these ages lowered. So strange. I mean, it's well, not so wow. People know what they're doing, and old people are stodgy and don't know what they're doing. They're ruining everything. Oh, that's like every generation now. Yeah. But I guess they were right. No. Oh, look, they're going to go, they're going to storm the Capitol. Yeah, that's right. Oh, boy. <laughs> I just watched this on HBO Max. <laughs> I just saw this on the news. Four hours in the White House. You should check out that documentary. It's depressing as hell. You know, everyone's there with their cameras. And then they were able to piece together the material. So, you know, a cop will say, some guy hit me. And there'll be like a guy shooting it, you know, filming it while it's happening. Mm -hmm. Now, this is an obnoxious scene. Sally Leroy has won. And she's going to propose that. She says, like, the greatest thing about America is it's shown the world that being old sucks. Being young is shit. So we want to amend the Constitution. So House of Representatives, 14. Senator, 14. President, 14. 
<laughs> Put it on for a second. She's so right. stone. Yeah. Damn it, Carl, you gave her the good shit. She's <laughs> <laughs> best known for Peyton Place, the movie. Um, oh, Peyton Place, the movie, right. That was one yeah. of those, one of the first like movies into TV shows, book into movie into TV shows. Now, yeah. after this film, she just quit Hollywood and she would be, uh, she went to Benning Bennington College in Vermont where she studied sure. poetry. Yeah, that sounds poet. right. She's probably like the poster child for Bennington. As seen in Wild in the Streets. That's cool. I think <laughs> that's pretty United cool. The Colors? No, yeah, the United Colors of Bennington College. I actually, I think that's really cool. We, I knew some people from Uncle Hare that went to Bennington. And she just, she just left Hollywood without explanation and just went to become a poet. Well, she went to college. Yes. And then she uh, she found her voice, but you know, not that her voice isn't being expressed. She's probably the only interesting person so far in this movie, even though she is fucking high as high as fuck. <laughs> now that might just be scripted. Yeah, no, she's acting maybe. Yeah. Interesting. And where did they get the scene? This is that they went to the White House. This is shot on the floor. Of the no, Senate. This is the House of Representatives. She is now a Congresswoman. Yeah, but it's it's shot at like some uh, Marriott. Oh no, I was wrong. Look, that's uh, the White House. That's the Capitol building. Oh really? Yeah, I couldn't see it. There was this big thing in front of it. That was the Washington Monument. Washington. Look at that. Hey. That was uh, Mick Mick Jones of the Clash. We just saw. Yeah, a bunch of big shows for the class. Elvis <laughs> Every cool guy with glasses, sunglasses. I am being a stereotype reporter. Usually they really are. Like they, Look at I'm an affiliate in Washington. There's Senator Albright. I love you all. I love all children. Weird. Do you plan to have children, Mr. Uh, Senator Begley Sr.? <laughs> Please, we're old. Let us through. Old man reporting. He's he's like a youngster now. Let us through. Let us man. through. I begly of you. <laughs> Please. That's awfully begly of you. Amend what? These signs. Picket signs. This is what I was hoping for, close-up shots like this. Oh, uh, arm. Um, I was wrong to say there wouldn't be more. Carl, you, we recently posted a, a video we, uh, from our old uh, public access television show from 1990 where we egged City Hall. Yeah. Yeah, Montclair Municipal Building. Mm -hmm. This is like, I think they, they must have watched it and used it for this movie. Oh, they're shooting hippies on the... Yeah. So, hey, this is a little too too soon, Carl. We just had this actually happen. Well, now Max Frost is going to address the nation, you know, and sing a number. 
He is. Yeah. But he's going to get mad. They shot us down in the streets. This next song is called Three Shot in the outside the Capitol. Oh, let's listen to him. This is good. I'm singing the last three pages of the script. <laughs> oh, I Here comes a preview. No, we have lots more to go. Oh, yeah. No, I, he's not president yet. President Mac Frost. Oh, I even know his name. <laughs> oh, he's crying. The three died. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Stop the seal. That's acting. This guy's kind of a creep, then. In real life? Yeah. Well, I don't really know. We do have that rape report. That yeah. makes him a scumbag, if it's true. Right. And um, I don't know. He, he he got married, and he went on to have a nice life. Uh, he just quit acting, and uh, he died from gallbladder cancer, like complications. He was like 79. Gotcha. Wild in the streets. Hey, kids, we promise you a movie with six new songs. <laughs> <laughs> wow, six new songs. Do you know, know Wild in the Streets by Circle Jerks? How's it go by Circle Jerks? Wild in the streets, running, running. Wild in the streets, running, running. Wild in the streets, running, running. That's great. And then how's the chorus go? Um, well, how's the streets? Running, running. Wild in the streets. Running, running. Speaking of circle jerks, here we are at Congress again. <laughs> <laughs> now um, the senator is going to meet with um, his son who ran away from home. Oh, that's sweet. They, are they really in the White House in the Capitol? They're in the Capitol in real life. No, this is like some some college. Well, it's a set. Yeah. Why? Why? His, son, his son's gone hippie, right? Yeah, his son is going hippie. Running, running. Wow. Running, running. Wow, in the streets. Running. Running. Oh, there you go. I hear it. <laughs> yeah. Running, 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 running. You get the point. Oh, is the song over already? <laughs> no, we got one more second left. Keep the songs tight and short. So basically, like, Hallbrook is like, come home, please. And he goes, no, man, that family seems pretty square. <laughs> He's the son's completely changed. And he I mean, goes, he... you could drive me to drinks. And he goes, <clears throat> of course, you're from that alcoholic generation. So he's going to get all shit-faced and go home and terrorize his daughter. Just need a just quick, stiff drink. Head on the nerves. Part of that alcoholic generation, Dad. 
we we eat acid and sugar cube generation. Right, right. We're the acid and sugar cube. But uh, by the time we, as this film goes on, Holbrook will trip. Really? Yep. So is it a sugar cube again? Why am I obsessed no, with that? It was in the water. It was in the water. Oh, that's even worse. That's that. That's no fun. You shouldn't. Uh, you should always be aware. Break the water. You're square, Dad. Dad, give it up. I'm cool. I'm a boomer. Yeah, you're not cool, Dad. I think that was in a fish burgers, but you weren't a part of it. Oh, really? Was it a uh... dad? I was like the dad driving in the car. <laughs> kid was going, Dad, you're not cool. I was like, you're not cool, Dad. I have a mustache. There he is, drunk <laughs> at home. He's part of the alcoholic generation. So look, uh, he goes to his daughter's room and starts tearing down Max Frost. And it really, like, it, well, he's going into all their rooms, but it'll go right. into daughters, too. And it'll terrorize her. That's a lot of posters. Oh, that was, a, that was Uncle Scrooge. These are just like vintage hippie posters that they sell for like three hundred dollars at this point. Yeah, look, there's the Rolling. Oh, the Beatles. Oh, the Rolling Stones. I hate you, Daddy. Daddy, I love the Rolling Stones, and I hate you. Uh oh, what's she doing in the fountain? Acid. She's on acid, and uh, it's um, she's the House of Representatives lady. <laughs> hardy, hardy. Rest representative. Of what, Joe Walsh's Let's Party Party? Let's Party Party. Look how uh, Richard Pryor is. I was looking at Hook. Does Hook go in the water? Or does it... I don't know. Will it rust? I yeah. don't know. How can he swim with it? Didn't make fun of Hook. I didn't make fun of him. He just can't make a cup. Carl, his name is Barry, okay? Not Hook. <laughs> he has a hook, but his name is uh, Barry. Is it Barry? Let me check. Uh, hook, uh, Hook, what's your first name? No, but, okay, he's called Hook in this uh, in this film. Let's see, Fuji, Ellie. I don't see his name. Look, he, he's one of the ones you research him, and it's like nothing there. It's nothing to talk about. Oh, like, no, I, I believe you on that. I just think it's... Uh, the fact that his character's name is Hook is pretty, is pretty weird. I think it's because maybe it's because of his hook. I think it's a good hook. Yeah. Okay, so they need everybody to vote yes on the age 14 thing. Okay? You got it, Danny. With us, that's six votes. They're like, how can we do it? They're like, blackmail. We can't, we don't have time. They go through all of it. Then they decide. We'll put acid in the water. So wait, were they in Los Angeles again? They're still in D.C. Look, they really are. This is a federal crime. He becomes president by... by... <laughs> but the thing is, like, they should have just targeted the House of... The, the, the Congress. But right. they didn't. If they put it in the water, all of D.C. is going to trip. Right, but they didn't put it in a reservoir. They just threw it in the lake, in the Potomac. Yeah, it's a movie. All the fish are tripping. The yep. But, hey, I'm a groovy lobbyist. Tripping, Senator Fergus. 
Here's my impression of um, tripping in uh, the White House. Now, Amen. each tripping how member of Congress has a under, you know, 30 person with them as their guide. As a Sherpa? Crazy new world. The thing is, he's acting like acid is alcohol right now. You right. know what I mean? Or mushrooms. It's like not a sensory deprivation thing. It just makes you think. Yeah, an act. Oh, my name is Samuel Clemens. Oh, hello, I didn't see you come in. Reports of my death were greatly exaggerated. <laughs> They're all tripping. There's Senator Albright at Bagley Sr. Wow. It's not acid. They're all like stone. <laughs> well, no, then it's like acid because there's a lot of close-ups. Oh, he's freaking out. That's kind of acidy. Now they're going to do the vote, and they're everyone, yay! Yay! But the thing is, the person taking the vote is stone. Okay, so here's the long-forgotten Shelly Winters. Now right. that, uh, he's going to like run for president or something. Um, Oh, wait. Now, I think this is a scene where Holbrook comes to him and looks, says, would you talk some sense into your boy? And she's saying, ever since the accident, she's been with an acid therapist. Oh, a little microdosing. Ahead of his time. And so you can see the father is in a wheelchair and he's smoking pot. So anyway, she won't help him tell his son to quit it. Yeah. Oh, hey, I have breaking news. Uh, my brother wants to get on the speaker. He has one thing to say. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm sorry. This, this is a live podcast, but we're going to bring him in. All right. All right. Let me... How does this phone work? Okay, here we go. Uh, the host of Proudly... Resents. Resents. Cult Movie Podcast. Mike. Yeah, hey. Uh, am I on speaker? You are on speaker. I just wanted to let you guys hear about that uh, actress that got stabbed today. No. Reese, um, Reese. Oh, Reese, Reese with a spoon? No, with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're on the podcast, by the way, Adam. I hung up after that. Oh, okay. That was a brief appearance from Adam Spiegelman, host of Proudly Resents. Yeah, so, guys, so great interviews. And that blows our cover that it's not really January 2022. Why? What did he say? He said that there was a, a stabbing of an actor today. Reese? Reese, uh, Reese who? With their, with their spoon? No, with a knife. With got... their knife. You know, I... I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a... I had a respond, right? I mean... Didn't leave him hanging like that. It would be embarrassing. I guess. So now um, they're plotting that he would run for president. Is he going to be a Democrat or a Republican? And they strategize, and he's going to be a Republican just because it fits opportunistically, and he's going to run for president. This is their big powwow. Wait, and where are they powwowing? In the fucking Capitol again? 
Yes, in the Capitol building. I'm telling you, I just watched that HBO uh, documentary on January January 6th. Uh, uh-huh. And they're just chilling out. That's pretty cool, having Pepsi. With a, with a fuck. <laughs> Coke. Did you ever see George C. Scott's sitcom called Mr. President? It was on Fox uh, back in the day. I guess, no. And a very special Mr. President. So you thought it would be cool to smoke pot in the Lincoln bedroom. <laughs> Sunday, 8.30 after The Simpsons. All right, he's running for president already. They'd spare nothing on this budget. I want the biggest Eisenhower. Is that oh, Eisenhower behind him? Eisenhower and Reagan. Yeah. It, that was the day of, you know, Eisenhower was out of office. He was the most recent Republican president. Who's that dude? Who, behind? Oh, I don't know. I don't uh, know. Is he? Oh, it's William Shatner. William I'm sure Shatner. he's a son of a business. I'm sure he's a son of a bitch. Was he the vice president? I guess. Yeah, probably. Hub- Hubert Humphrey. Oh, he was a Democrat. Wow, yeah. I guess I'm drawing a blank. I wasn't I born, but Eisenhower's yeah. vice president was. Was it Nixon? Yeah, maybe. Right, was that makes Nixon sense. Vice president. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow, what a lousy tie! It's always with the red ties. These candidates. Cravat. It's a cravat. Oh, it is cravatative. Wait, <laughs> provocative cravat. I can't do it. It's provocative for Krakovich. You cannot do it. I cry. I try, but I can't not do it. Cravat. Cravat. Oh, right. Yeah. Boy, this guy likes dogs. Yeah, that's all bright. And he's going. Uh, he just can't. There's Dick Clark. Oh, Dick Clark. I'm producing this movie for the youth. Wow. He really was young. In 68. Yeah, Dick Clark. Did he? You know, he had Dick Clark Productions. Well, I guess this is an AIP movie, so it's not. Yeah. He's not producing it. And it's a perfect one because they hit the nail on the head. It was the times. Never trust anyone under thirty, and they exploited it all the way to this. Right, and Dick Clark was sixty nine, as he said in the thing. It took <laughs> place in sixty eight, and he was sixty eight. So now we're having more delusional. Um, Shelly Winter stuff in which she's like thinking that if her president, her son becomes president, she will be uh, ambassador to England and the queen will accept her in, gosh, I forget the name of the Buckingham Palace room. Oh, uh, the hoity-toity room. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's already passed. It was like the oh. court of Elysian or some crap. Boy, she she is eluded. Nut crack. Now, does she help him at the end of this movie? He he has to have a downfall, right? He's not going to get shot in the head, and the movie's going to end. Nope. Wow, look at this! They're all able to see Max Frost. Yay, president Uh, for president. Oh, this is pretty cool. Gonna fly now. Da-da-da. Right. 
Don't have time for plot development. Nah, nah. Look how he's playing the drums. Yeah. His left hand's holding it like a chopstick. His right hand's holding it like a club. That's the old school style of drumming? And still jazz today. Yeah. Wow. You know all the great presidents, Ulysses S. Grant. Max Frost. Max Frost. Yeah, right. There you go. Max Frost. We stop at Johnson because that's where we are in history. Right. The 25th, no, 34th. Here he is, President. Uh, I think President Frost. Hey, he's got a rat tail, our president? Gross. Yeah, gross. Absolutely fucking disgusting. On, no on November 5, 1968, the Republican nominee Max Frost is elected president of the United States, defeating Democrat incumbent Lyndon B. Johnson. Because they didn't know he wasn't going to run for another term when this was made. He's inaugurated as the 37th president, January 20, 1969. In reality, former Vice President Richard Nixon won the 68 election, defeating the Democrat incumbent Vice President Herbert Humphrey at the time of building. It was widely expected Johnson would run for a second full term. However, in March, he announced he wasn't going to do so. God, yeah. Now, also, like, I mean, 1968, there was the presidential, the Democratic uh, Convention, right? Which was pretty crazy for what I understand. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah. There were protests outside and it ended up in violence. Blood in the streets, the town of Chicago. Oh, if only they had that footage, they could pad out this movie more. Now, Holbrook will try to shoot the president. Sore loser. Yeah. 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 Oh no, he's giving his his uh Mr. Smith goes to Washington filibuster speech. Well, it's it's worse than that. What he's doing is he's saying they're going to implement internment camps, and everyone thirty five and older is going to go to the internment camp. Whoa! What a hard turn. And take acid. And take acid. Yeah. Now watch. Holbrook's going to pull out a gun and go to shoot him. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to no acid hold, you know. Yeah. No one's going to hold this brook. <laughs> you can't hold brook. Can't hold brook. How'd you like a brook? Not even how. Yeah. You can't hold brook. Well, oh, excuse me. I didn't see you. I was too busy writing. Uh, Mark Twain. Well, I was too busy writing. Adventures of Tom Sawyer by Mark Twain. Look, he's going to pull out his gun. Mark, don't do it. Samuel, put the gun away. Don't so do no it, Mr. Clemmings. Opening, so no one notices. He learned that from Dirty Harry. He's got the gun. Wait a minute, he brought a gun into the floor? Yep. Yay, internment camps for all. Camps. Holy shit. Whoa. Whoa, stop. That's Frank Grillo from... Uh, he goes, let him run. He won't get far. 
And guess what? He'll never pay for that crime. Nowhere in the rest of this film is he going to get, you know, arrested to try to kill the president. Hey, if, if uh, Max Frost isn't getting arrested for this pinstripe suit, then no one will. Well, in the day, that's fashionable. I guess so. Look at that rain cap she wore. I know, the little pokey dotties. That was fashionable. Ridiculous. Well, the other, the other guys are just squares. Yeah, and they're yeah. really annoyed by this little creep. Off to the LSD camp. I don't think he's saying it now. Oh, really? Oh, I gotta, we gotta raise the volume on this. Do I draft me? We'll draft beer. <laughs> draft beer. Oh, I'm trying to think of the guy who came up with acid and then took a bicycle ride. Do you hear that story? Yeah. He, and then he was going. He would not be cool with these camps. <laughs> He'd be like, you guys got the wrong idea on how to take acid. Delisergic acid diethylamide tartrate 25. That was the batch that he made, and he got on his bike to head home and tripped his brains out. Yeah. Internment camps. No, it's so crazy. Every state of the union's got one. Sure. Oh, there's Paradise Camp. Oh, it's par with the peace sign, Carl. I think my irony meter is exploding. Look at the old people. Including Senator Albrecht. Including Ed Bankley. There he is, Ed Bankley. Yeah. Yeah, senior. In his uh, graduation gown. Who else would be waiting for the bus but an old person? Look what an old-timey bus it is, too. It's not, it's not even a Volkswagen. That's just like a... I don't know. They must have had it in a lot. This is shot on a lot. Look, there's the water coolers with acid everyone's got to take. Yeah, no one's drinking. They're too busy talking about last night's episode of, uh, did you see Sex in the City last night? I couldn't believe it. You guys watch Game of Thrones? All right, enough water cooler chat. Keep going. Oh, I see. It's water cooler. Hey, I've, have you guys? I've seen Sex in the City many times. Uh, once in the subway. Uh, uh-huh. Once behind a dumpster. Yeah. Once in the alleyway. Oh, you gotta just leave me alone, all right? Apparently to fuck. people have urges. Wow, they're these hippies are putting them in hippie camps. Yeah, but why do they have to push um hair off their clothes and be assholes? I don't understand. Like where there's just like 20, 30 old people. Yeah, and that? what like what's the exit policy? They take acid and then when are they rehabilitated and now they'll be cool and you let them back into society? There isn't any of that. Is this everyone from the neighborhood? Oh, are we still in Washington, DC? I would doubt it. Yeah. They this they travel from like DC to Los Angeles consistently. Oh, Ethan Surfy. Uh Get out of there, you bum. You beat bum. Ethan Surfy. Surfy? The guy from uh, My Name is Earl, his buddy. Oh, okay. From I thought he was wife, um, Hawaiian Punch guy. Looked like to me. He looks like Punchy, the Hawaiian Punch guy. Punchy. You're talking about Punchy? Yes. So now they're saying, like, 
what about people who are 35 and they look 25 and they're faking it? And he's like, well, if they're faking it, they're probably pretty cool. Mr. President. Yeah. And he says, what about the ones who are like, some people are hiding old people in their attic. And he goes, well, they're out of the way then, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah. Weird. He's really just turning to a loser. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. You know why? Just because it sounds cool. Right. Well, are the old people going to revolt? Nope. Nope. They're going to hang out in camps. I heard they're just going to go hang out in camp and call you on your birthday. And Hallbrook will kill himself. Wow. Yeah. 